Hello, and welcome to episode number two of the Twilight Zone Club. I am Sharon Hawkinson, and let's get started. Today is March 1st, 2007, and I'd like to welcome everyone back. First of all, I'd like to apologize for taking so long to get this episode out. It's been kind of a crazy week. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy week over the past week and a half. There's been a lot to do. We've had some company, and so it's actually been the first time since I've been able to sit at the computer and get this out. We now have 16 subscribers, which is wonderful. And I'm hoping that we can get more as time goes on and that this podcast will really become a source of enjoyment for a lot of folks who enjoy the Twilight Zone. We didn't get much feedback this past time. I did get a question from a gentleman about uh, some of the features on the Twilight Zone DVDs, and um, I did send an email to that question, but I'll go ahead and answer that on the air. This gentleman was asking if there were English subtitles, subtitles in English, or if it was closed captioned. Looking on the website at Amazon, which is where I got my sets from, I didn't see anything on the specs about any of that, maybe because it was an older show they didn't have that inlaid in the DVD. And also I looked on my own sets and I didn't see that either. Looked on the menus when I popped in the DVD. And unfortunately, I didn't see any kind of subtitle or any closed caption. But nonetheless, I hope that will not dampen your enjoyment of this fine show. Perhaps if the publishing company does an updated edition of these DVD sets, maybe they'll include those specifications on there. I think you'll find that this podcast now has a better sound quality. I got a nifty new mic over the past weekend, so I love it, and I, I think this records a lot better than my old cheapy PC mic that I always used before. It's kind of a big, heavy thing, which is good in a way, because I think something a little bigger has a little bit more durability and produces a little bit better quality. All right, we are going to go ahead and move right along to our discussion our next episode that we're going to discuss is called One for the Angels. The original air date for this one was October 9th, 1959, and this starred Ed Wynn as Lou Bookman. I'll go ahead and read you the episode overview before we actually get into our discussion questions. The episode overview for One for the Angels reads, Lou Bookman, a sidewalk salesman, is informed by Mr. Death that he is to die at midnight. Bookman convinces Death to allow him to live until he has had a chance to do his masterpiece, The Big Pitch, one for the angels. Death arranges for a truck to hit Maggie, a neighborhood child, to take Lou's place. Death has to be in Maggie's room at midnight to claim her. Bookman saves Maggie by making a pitch so enthralling that Death misses his deadline. Having made his pitch, Lou leaves with Mr. Death. And just for your information, the other actors in this one, uh, as I said, Ed Wynn plays Lou Bookman, Murray Hamilton is Mr. Death, and Dana Dillaway is Maggie. And now we shall go on to our discussion questions. Did you like this episode, Why or Why Not? And I think in these podcasts, in these episodes, I'm going to rate the episodes as far as how I like them personally, um, you may not always agree with my rating, and that's okay, because everybody likes different things. But this wasn't really one of my favorites. I didn't dislike it, but 
I didn't really go wild over it either. I would say my rating as far as how I liked it was probably about three and a half stars. Edwin is an excellent actor and, you know, he really did a great job in this episode, but this episode just didn't quite grab me as much as some of the others. So I would rate this as three and a half stars. I think because the show was actually just getting started, I think the producers and that wanted to sort of wait a little while before they made one that was way, way out there. This one was out there as The Twilight Zone is. The Twilight Zone is a very unique show, especially of that particular time period. But there were definitely ones that were a little bit more out there than others. And this one kind of has a familiar theme as some of the other shows that we've seen. This is the first time that we have seen Mr. Death on the Twilight Zone. But he does make more appearances as we go on. The actor is different that does play Mr. Death. But we do see Mr. Death at least one more time before the show went off the air. And I think having Mr. Death appear in a show has been a common theme throughout the years. What is your first impression of Mr. Bookman when you first see him? The impression I got is, you know, he's just a nice old man who's trying to make his way in in the world. He loves the neighborhood children and makes them little toys. I think he especially liked Maggie. I think Maggie was one of his favorites. There's really nothing extraordinary about him as far as anything extraordinary goes. He's just your normal everyday guy with the job to do and who hasn't retired yet. When Lou Bookman seemed to outsmart Death after they made their bargain, Death said that he would have to select another alternative since Bookman wouldn't go with him willingly. Why do you think Death chose Maggie? Do you think it was a random selection, or did Death have a reason for choosing her? Death and Mr. Bookman made a deal that Death wouldn't take Mr. Bookman until he made his big pitch. He always wanted to make a big pitch. And so when they made their bargain, then... Lou kind of went back on his word. I mean, you know, I, I think it's kind of human nature to try to, to cheat death and to try to live as long as we can. I think it was just something normal that Lou tried to do to, you know, stay alive for as long as he could. And so we remember that death said that he wouldn't take Lou until Lou made his big pitch. And so because Lou kind of put him into a corner between a rock and a hard place, then death felt that he had to do something else to make up for that. And I think um, we could actually read this one of two ways. It could have been a random act because Maggie was there and the truck was there. Both of them were there at the wrong place at the wrong time. So it could have been something random. But I think, and this is my opinion, I really think that Mr. Death knew that Lou had a soft spot for Maggie. So I no, I don't believe that this was any kind of random act. I, I really think that it was done because Lou had such a soft spot for Maggie. Probably Mr. Death was trying to punish Lou for trying to outsmart him. Do you think that Death meant to get caught up in Bookman's big pitch? Or do you think that he had every intention to take Maggie at midnight? No, I don't think Death was planning to get caught up in, in Lou's big pitch. And I, I really think that Lou did some fast thinking on this one. I think he was in a desperate situation and he, of course, would have rather gone than to see Maggie go. In fact, he had begged Death to take him instead of Maggie. And as we watch the episode, we kind of see how enthralled Mr. Death is, and he's really not paying any attention to the time. I don't think it was any kind of fake. I don't think it was any kind of act, and I don't think he was faking it. I really think that he had every intention of going into that room to, to take Maggie. But then 
It didn't happen that way. As we know, he got a little disgusted because he missed his appointment, but then Lou ended up leaving with Mr. Death anyway, which was the original plan, and Death informed Lou that he made it up there, which is great. In our next episode, we will be talking about Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Study questions and points of discussion will be up on the website. Our website is www.twilightzoneclub.blogspot.com. You can email me at sweetnightingaleus at yahoo.com. I'll spell that for you. It's S-W-E-E-T-N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E-U-S at yahoo.com. You can give me answers to the discussion questions. Or you can give me any kind of feedback about the show, about the podcast, about any of the episodes, any insights that you have on the episodes, anything that you have to say, because I would love to hear from all of you. As I had mentioned in the first episode, I do want this podcast to be interactive, so you're not listening to me all the time. You can also leave comments on the website. The website is actually a blog, and so there is a section where you can leave comments about each entry. We also have a voicemail number, which we just recently got. And so you can call that in if you'd rather. And then I will play your message on the show. That number is 206-350-2613. Again, that is 206-350-2613. And I will ask that if you leave me a voicemail message, please specify which podcast this is for. Twilight Zone Club because there are actually a couple of other podcasts that I do and I don't want to get anybody's messages confused. And also when you email me, please include the word podcast in your subject line. That way it can be filtered into my special folder that I have set up for my podcasts. This will help decrease the chance of my missing somebody's message or having it filtered into my spam folder. I would like to draw your attention to a couple of other podcasts that I do and a couple of other ones that I enjoy listening to. The ones that I do, the first one is called the Stephen King Book Club. That website is www.stephenkingbookclub.blogspot.com or you can jump into iTunes and punch in Stephen King Book Club and subscribe that way. We also have study questions about the book that we're reading and discussing which are on the website that I just gave to you. Another podcast that I just recently started is another book discussion podcast. That website is www.sharonsbookshelf.blogspot.com. Sharon's Bookshelf is all one word, no apostrophe. That's S-H-A-R-O-N-S-B-O-O-K-S-H-E-L-F. And that one is pretty similar to the Stephen King one, except we do other books besides Stephen King. And we discuss a a wide selection of books. A couple of podcasts that I enjoy listening to. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. There is one called Wizarding Wireless. You can jump into iTunes and punch in Wizarding Wireless and subscribe that way. There is also a website at www.wizardingpod.com. This podcast is done by two college students named Frank and Noel, who are from Purdue University. On their website, there are some forums that you can join and participate in and offer up discussion. Another podcast that I enjoy listening to is called the Outlander Book Club. This is done by a lady named Krista, who is in Colorado. 
and she takes the Outlander books by Diana Gabaldon. It's a weekly podcast where she takes a few chapters of the book that we're discussing, which are the ones in the Outlander series. Her website is www.outlanderbookclub.blogspot.com. You can also access her podcast by going into iTunes and typing in Outlander Book Club and subscribing by that method. As you listen to this, you might have heard our dogs barking. My golden retriever was outside in the yard, and I, I think this mic might have picked it up a little bit, and so I do apologize for that if that happened. But I think with podcasting, it's kind of neat to actually get into the environment of the podcaster. And we do have two dogs, and so not everything is going to be complete silence at our house. (laughs) In our next episode, we will be discussing Mr. Denton on Doomsday. So I look forward to seeing you then. Goodbye for now, and have a safe week. This is Sharon Hawkinson.